again, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of Daily in the Word. This is Season 2, Episode 2. We are going to be reading in Philippians chapter 1 today, verses 1 through 8. As we begin our journey through the book of Philippians, in our introduction, we covered the, the foundation for the book as Paul planted the church there in Philippi. And now we get to see the letter that he has now written some 10 years later. He is enduring a Roman imprisonment, waiting for his trial with Caesar to see whether or not he is released or he is executed. Paul writes this letter under those kinds of circumstances, and yet this is a letter that contains joy, the word joy or variations of that found multiple times throughout the letter. So let's go ahead and begin reading chapter 1, verse 1 of the book of Philippians. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart, and whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. Now, before we start commenting on the text today, let me remind you of a few things as to the purpose of what we're doing here in Daily in the Word. We are taking the text and trying to do our best to explain it to you and also to give you tips on how to read the Bible for yourself so that you can not have to depend on someone like me or a pastor or a Bible teacher that you are able to yourself open up the Word of God and read and understand the Scriptures for yourself. That is the ultimate goal. This is a relationship that you should come to grow into and appreciate all the more. Your relationship with God's Word, that direct connection that you have with your Savior through His Word that He has given to you. The text starts out with Paul and Timothy. Timothy's not a co-writer here, but he is a travel companion with Paul. He is someone that Paul led to the Lord on his first missionary journey. He comes from a Jewish background, and he is serving alongside and has been faithful alongside of Paul throughout his ministry, even as he is here in this Roman imprisonment. Timothy is with him, serving him along the way, and the people in Philippi certainly were familiar with Timothy as well. So he's writing, and he's writing to God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, He's writing to the, the Christians there, the people of the church there. The word Philippi, it could be pronounced Philippi, 
I've heard it both ways, but I end up going with Philippi. It's what I've heard most, I would think. And he's writing to the overseers. That's the overseers are the pastors and elders and overseers or bishops. That's all three of those words describe that one office of pastor. There might be multiple pastors, as was the case in Philippi and uh, is the case in the church that I serve. And then also the deacons. This is also an official role in the church that is described in Paul's letter to 1 Timothy and also in Paul's letter to Titus. He says, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The only way that we can have peace with one another is if we first are at peace with God our Father through what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross. And then I think beginning now in verse 3, Paul's readers would have been thrilled with what they had heard. I thank my God every time I remember you. And, and that's how we want people to remember us, that when they think of us, that they would say, thank you, Lord, for bringing these people in my life. Paul says in verse 4, in all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. Again, this is the letter of joy. Paul says, I'm praying with joy because of you, because of your partnership in the gospel. And the church of Philippi had become partners with Paul in the gospel. In in a sense, Paul was the missionary who was going about planting churches across the Mediterranean rim, and the church there at Philippi became partners in that ministry with Paul because they would pray for him, they would financially support him, they would send gifts to him, they would communicate back and forth with him. Paul is, again, saying thank you for that. That's actually one of the purposes for this letter, is for Paul. It's a thank you letter. Paul is saying thank you, and boy, what joy that you guys bring me in this ministry that we have shared together, partners in the gospel from the first day. Right when Lydia got saved, she brought Paul and Silas into her home and the the Philippian jailer and the young girl who was demon-possessed. And from that first day that the church was planted until now, they were participating with Paul. And then he says in verse 6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. The good work that God began in the Philippian believers— the good work that he begins in all of us who have trusted Jesus Christ as Savior. He is the one who is going to carry it on to completion. We really thank the Lord for this, that our sanctification, our growing in our relationship with Christ, our growing toward holiness, toward purity, toward a closer relationship with Christ— It is upon Jesus to carry on that work in our life, and the promise is that he who began that good work in us, that began the moment we trusted Christ as Savior, he is the one who was going to carry it on to completion, and the day that that is completed is the day of Christ Jesus. That's the day that Jesus comes for his bride, the church. That phrase, the day of Christ, or the day That is a reference to uh, the second coming of Jesus. And for the church, 
That is, the culmination of that is the rapture of the church at the end of the church age when we will see Jesus face to face. We will stand before him at the judgment seat of Christ. We will celebrate at the marriage supper of the Lamb. And so that will be the, the day of finishing, unless we die before that day comes. When we die, that is also a day of completion. When we are brought into heaven, we are taken away from our situation here on earth, away from sin. We're made completely holy. And in that moment, when we see Jesus face to face, we will have been completed. And what a day of rejoicing that will be. Then he says in verse 7, it is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart. And whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. This is an altogether ministry. It's not just a missionary. It's not just a church planter. It's just, it's not just the pastors of the church. It's everyone working together for the sake of the gospel, all participating in God's grace together. We are all participants. We are all sharers of that. Now, Paul says, since I have you in my heart. Now, the the heart for this culture was not necessarily the seat of their emotions. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But the heart was more of the, the center of their mind and their will. And he says, I have you in my heart, I have you in my mind, I have you in my will, that whether I am in chains, like he was then, and yet, as we'll see here in a few days, Paul is sharing the gospel with those who are guarding him, and there are people who are in Caesar's household, members of the Praetorian Guard who come to faith in Christ Jesus because of his ministry there while he is in chains, while he's under house arrest, if you will, and he's awaiting this court date with Caesar, he's still sharing his faith. He's still preaching the gospel, and people are getting saved as a result of that. And so he's defending the gospel, he's confirming the gospel, and Everyone shares in that there in the church at Philippi. And I've got you in my heart, he says. And then in verse 8, he says, God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. The word affection there is actually the word for bowels. (laughs) It's the stomach, it's the gut, it's the intestines. And for the Greek mindset and the, the Roman, the Jewish mindset, that for them is how they expressed affection. In our culture, we talk about, I have you in my heart. That for us is uh, the seat of our emotions, if you will. But for this culture, the seat of their emotion was in their gut. And how wonderful is that to hear that? I've got you in my gut. I've got you in my bowels. Actually, the old King James uses the word bowels there instead of the word of affection. And God can testify how I long for all of you with the bowels of Jesus Christ. Oh, what a statement. And yet that is how Paul feels about. Uh, The word feels is the right word there. The affection that he has for the people there at Philippi. So he's got them in his heart. That's more uh, the center of his will and his mind. 
but he's also loving them and longing for them with affection in his bowels. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for this letter, this little letter that Paul wrote to the church at Philippi and how he demonstrated his love for these people. Lord, I thank you for their participation in Paul's ministry, how because of their faithfulness, they were partners with Paul in this incredible ministry that he had, traveling the Mediterranean Rim and planting churches and defending the faith. And Lord, I pray for our churches as well, that we would view ourselves as fellow participants in the matter of sharing the gospel, defending the gospel, confirming the gospel in our own lives, sharing our own testimonies of what the gospel has wrought in our own lives. And we thank you for that, Lord. We know in our hearts the gospel is true, that the gospel is real for what it has done in and through us. So, Lord, thank you. I pray, Lord, that we would all have that same kind of affection, that same kind of heart willingness and in mind to hold each other high in that sense, Lord, that we are all fellow companions, fellow partners in the ministry of the gospel. I thank you for my church family and what they have meant to me down through these years. Lord, I pray that they would know themselves that we are partners together in the gospel. This is not about pastors doing their thing and people coming and watching. And Lord, it is us working together, each of us with our own roles and our own gifts and talents involved in the ministry. And Lord, I thank you for our church family and for what we are able to accomplish for the sake of the gospel in our community. I pray, Lord, that everyone who is listening to this podcast, even right now, would be able to say that they are part of a church family where they are partners together in the gospel ministry, whether that's giving financially, whether it's serving in ministry in the church, whether it's praying for those who are serving, praying for each other who are in need, that we are encouraging one another, supporting each other, loving each other all along the way. Lord, you are so good to us that you place us in families. And, and I'm talking about church families and how we need each other. Lord, I pray that None of us would have the mindset that would say, I don't need the church. I pray that we would not believe that lie, but that we would join in and participate in our church families. Lord, we need each other, warts and all. We are all broken people, but you have promised that the good work that you have started in us, you are going to bring us to completion. We're not there yet. So we're going to blow it. We're going to sin. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to say and do things against each other. That's kind of what families do. But yet, Lord, we remain faithful, recognizing 
that we as the church, we are your bride and you love us and you're coming again for us. And we look forward to that day. So Lord, continue that work just as you promised. We believe it. We accept it. And Lord, we love you and we praise you. And we ask you all of these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to thank you once again for listening here today on Daily in the Word. I pray that uh, God uses this time in God's Word in your life, in your relationship with the Lord, and I pray that you'll continue to invite people to join you all along the way as we make our way now through this little letter uh, of the Philippians, as Paul writes this letter to the Philippians. So I hope that you have a great day. We'll see you again next time here on Daily in the Word. You guys take care.